This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Will Levis um, fell all the way into the second round. There was there was rumors that this guy might go top five, and he just kept tumbling Aaron Rodgers style down the board, down the board. Worse than Aaron Rodgers, because this dude went in the second round now. Um, was the second pick in the second round, pick number 33 overall. Uh, we're talking about a dude 6'4", 230 pounds out of Kentucky. You know, the, the, the comp that I saw on NFL.com, and I thought this was a great one, was Jay Cutler. Um, and, and I couldn't agree more. I, I just saw a lot of Jay Cutler uh, in Will Levis's game. Great arm. I mean, just an absolute laser beam uh, of an arm. But a lot of accuracy issues. Footwork is 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 just wonky at times. Um, you know, he doesn't set his feet a ton. He just relies on that arm a lot, man. Uh, meanwhile, in the pro game, he still has Ryan Tannehill ahead of him. Oh, by the way, you guys remember another toolsy player that they drafted? Malik Willis, third rounder. <laughs> okay, so he's super toolsy as well. Will Love is supposed to be toolsy, right? So I don't know. Um, anyways, what did the what did the charting tell you about Will Levis's game? Will Levis's profile is weird because it's not good overall, but it does paint a very clear picture of where he's supposed to win, which I think is actually interesting. In terms of the overall, he was on, the only quarterback with worse accuracy overall than him was Richardson, which yeah. um, is not surprising with some of Richardson's struggles. Um, in terms of like outside the pocket, Levis was terrible, which I think when you watch him on the field, he's just not a guy who's very comfortable throwing outside the pocket. Um, he's, it's one that he's not that accurate, but also he doesn't really have like any of the creative stuff that like Bryce Young has. So he's kind of a rigid player outside the pocket. Like you said, his footwork is not good, which to me, I could kind of write off with a guy like Richardson because he's so young, he's so inexperienced and the offense just didn't really do it that I could be like, well, I see where this could get better. I mean, Will Levis is 24. He's been around. Like, exactly. You would think he would have figured this out by now. And it's possible he could still figure it out and get better with NFL coaching. But, like, when you're that old, I would have liked to have already seen it, you know, be a little bit more ready-made. So that's that's kind of concerning for me there. Um, however, 
I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy, Derek, that I, I think has just always had this huge cannon arm, and yes. he's never had to work on the feet. You know, like right, yeah, just gun it. That's where the Cutler comparison is pretty perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't right. think he's like quite that degree of careless because <laughs> okay, Cutler yeah, was yeah, like okay, right, Cutler right. was kind of in yeah, his yeah, own yeah. realm in terms yeah, of just doing what he right. wanted. Yes, um, correct. but I do think he's kind of like a blend between <laughs> Cutler and, funny enough, the guy in front of him in Ryan Tannehill. And I think in terms of like the charting showing where he needs to win, you see it in terms of play action. Like, obviously, I think he's a guy where you want to fit him into this, like an Arthur Smith, Kyle Shanahan, get under center, hard play action type of stuff over the middle Mm -hmm. and down down the field. He was one of the best in terms of play action, only behind Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud in terms of accuracy. And I think it probably would have been even better if he didn't have Rich Scangarello calling plays for him in 2022, as opposed to when he had Liam Cohen in 2021 and they were fantastic. Like I think it would have been even better if you, if he had that going for him the whole time. And then you even see in terms of um, like his accuracy, uh, his best range relative to the rest of the class was in the 16 to 20 yard area, which is when you're throwing corners off of play action, deep digs, deep overs, all that sort of stuff. It's the chunk plays. That's where he was best. Interesting. The other thing in terms of accuracy is when throwing into tight windows, he was one of the best in the class, and he did it a lot. Mm. Part of that is because he could be a little aggressive. Part of that is because the offense asked him to be, and then part of that is the receivers just couldn't get open, especially yeah. in 2022. Like those I was going to say, it's, uh, I think it's the, <laughs> it's the only windows yeah, he yeah. had. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> had to throw um, them tight, yeah. Exactly, but only um, – only Stroud and funny enough, Tanner McKee were better than him at throwing into tight windows. Uh, like Will Levis was really, really good. And it's because he has that booming arm. And like, sometimes he does spray those, those throws, especially in that one to 10 yard area, like we've talked about, but when he really needs to gun it into a tight window, he's got it. And like, that's the stuff kind of like we said with Richardson, where it's like, these are the difficult NFL throws that it's really, really hard to teach. And at least with a guy like Will Levis, you can see it. And it's like, there's proof of it. Um, which actually kind of like contrasting to the guy they already also have on the roster, Malik Willis. To me, you never saw that with Malik Willis. It was pure projection of like, maybe he can do it. He's talented enough, but we don't know. With Will Levis, it's like, okay, we know he can do it. There's just other stuff in his game we need to, to clean up. Um, let's talk about the pairing here because um, we talked about, you know, Carolina, I don't think has a very good, you know, pass catching group. I don't think Houston has a very good pass catching group. Tennessee literally might be the worst in the NFL. Um, Traylon Burks, bad. Nick Westbrook, Akine, Kyle Phillips. By, by the way, I like Kyle Phillips too, um, as a slot man, but you know, he's, he's like, he's like a poor man's, I don't know, like Hunter Renfro or something. It's like, he's not even as good as Hunter. I love Hunter Renfro. I love Hunter Renfro. Um, uh, but I'm just saying this is not, this is not a good pass catching group. Traylon Burks, um, Matt, um, Harmon has very clearly indicated, uh, has a long way to go. Right. Yeah. Nick, Nick Westbrook, Kine, I mean, come on, this is, he's, he's a guy. If you know? he was your receiver four, you'd be happy, but sure. he's receiver two. <laughs> that's, that's tough. That's, but Chig Okonkwo at tight end might see the most targets in this pass game. He might be the most, he might be the best pass catcher, um, in Tennessee legitimately. Um, I, again, if we're talking fantasy football, like go draft Chig Okonkwo, like he's, he's going to go nuts this year. Um, and then they've got a guy in Racy McMath. I mean, this guy, this, this, he sounds like a cartoon character trying to teach kids about <laughs> multiplication. Racy McMath? I mean, come on. This is not, a, this is not an NFL caliber 
uh, pass catching group there in, in the NFL. And then, and then their best player on offense is Derrick Henry. He's getting up there in age, but they never throw to him. <laughs> they never throw to Derrick Henry for whatever reason, right? So um, I don't know, man. This is You couldn't ask for a worse setup um, for a project quarterback. Oh, by the way, we love the coaches there overall, I think, in Tennessee. But do they develop, do they develop quarterbacks? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not, I'm just not sure that they do. So I'm, I'm a little bit, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think uh, this is a, a very good landing spot for a, a quarterback that needs, you know, some, some seasoning. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, I, I think it's not conducive to success at all. Um, because we didn't even touch on the offensive line is still probably bad. Like they drafted Peter Skaronsky, which I do think right. is going to help. But sure. signing Andre Dillard to play left tackle after he got squeezed out of Philly Makes not a lot of sense to me. I don't think uh, Petit Ferrer, the guy they had to draft, the guy they drafted last year to play right tackle, I think he struggled a lot as a rookie. Like they just, and then they brought in Daniel Brunskill to play right guard, uh, who was on the 49ers, but he was like clearly the 49ers' worst offensive lineman on like an okay (laughs) 49ers line. Like it Uh just, they might be slightly better than they were last year up front. But they were pretty bad up front. So I don't yeah. know if it's going to be yeah. a degree of, I agree. of help that they're going to get. I agree. And then you add I that agree. on top of what you said. Probably the worst pass catching group in the NFL, unless Traylon Burks suddenly becomes the AJ Brown one to one that they thought he was going to be, which no. I don't think is happening, even no. though I I still like think he can be good eventually, but he's not ever going to be that. And he's probably not going to be at his peak next year. So like they're just in a really rough spot in terms of of getting production. The good news for Will Levis. He probably isn't going to play this year, and Ryan Tannehill is going to take a bunch of beatings for the last time, and that'll be that. <laughs> so maybe they'll be better by twenty twenty four. Can you imagine if they're again in the you know one of the worst teams in the NFL? It's like they in in back to back to back drafts, they just go quarterback. That'd be that'd be amazing. Malik, if they Wilson land another third, top two pick, they have to right. I that's what like, I mean. You might like, as well. I mean, because again, the, the quarterback class, at least at the very, very top, is projected to be just unbelievable, right? So, mm-hmm. like, Caleb Williams is is going to be a baller in the NFL, you know? Like, Malik Willis in the third round, then you go Will Elfis in the second, then you go another quarterback in the first, you know? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just keep climbing be, up the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. You know what I mean? Like, good Lord. Um, you And by the way, you would have your quarterback depth chart set. You know, it's like we've got our yeah, first you have it, yeah. <laughs> we've got a backup and then we've got our third string guy in Malik Willis, you know. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, not not a great area. Um, not a great landing spot, I think, for Will Levis. Uh couldn't have gotten worse, honestly, to be honest with you. Um, you felt bad for him because he fell down the draft board, and then you're like, Oh, well, you know, if he falls down the, to the right spot, maybe he can and then nope, he got drafted early in the second, and you're like, Oh man, that's that is rough. Um, it's a rough spot for him because not again, I, I again I like the coaches there um, in Tennessee. I like Mike Vrabel. I think he's a great, I think Mike Vrabel is a great coach guys. I do. I think he's a great coach. 
he just he's just not a quarterbacks coach. He's just not he's just not like a quarterbacks guy. You know, I don't think he's ever put his quarterbacks in in places where they succeed. I think what they do well is they get the most out of their guys. I think they've done a great job with that. Um, I think two or three years ago, I looked at their defensive roster and I said, oh my God, this is going to be horrendous. And they were great. And they're mm-hmm. great. You know, so I think he's, he's done a great job in terms of getting the most out of his guys. Uh, but I don't think he's been able to do that. Um, I say that overall, but I don't think specifically from the quarterback position, uh, I think it's fair to say that he has not put his quarterbacks in places to to really excel, you know. And maybe Arthur Smith was that one dude who could do that. Um, but, you know, obviously he's gone. So a uh, tough spot, I think, for Will Levis. But interesting findings, I think. I think the most eye-opening thing for me in today's show was probably Anthony Richardson. You know, this is where, Derek, I think charting is so interesting to me versus just watching film, you know. Uh, I, and I'm not trying to purport to be some kind of film guy. I am not. Listen, guy, I, I'm not a film guy. All right. I, I, I've, but I've watched a, a lot of damn football. Right? I've watched a lot of damn football <laughs> in my life here. Okay. But I, I just, but still though, you go in watching Anthony Richardson tape and you say to yourself, okay, he's got accuracy issues. Cause everyone tells me he's got accuracy issues. Right. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll look for it. I'll give it a clean eye if I can. But even when I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, he's got accuracy issues, right? So, but when you chart, that's different, right? Now you've taken that whole backstory away and now you're just going play by play and just saying, okay, well, this is what the numbers tell me. Um, and I just thought your, your, your charting of his intermediate and, and deep ball stuff is just, I, I find, I found that to be the most interesting, man. That's why I like it too. And I think too, it kind of eliminates some of the, illusions in a, in a way when you're watching a guy. So like Richardson is actually a great example of this where like when he misses because he has such a booming arm, it looks yeah. horrific. He, <laughs> okay. Even when he's throwing like that, uh-huh. like, you know, intermediate deep area, <laughs> yeah. like, like even for as good as he was in that area, sometimes he would just throw a seam ball like five yards over a guy's head. And it's like, Oh my God, that looks so bad. How could he do that? That's not an NFL player. But then you go back to the charting and it's like, he actually throws this route like pretty consistently in this area pretty consistently. It's just that when he misses, it looks They're so big bad. Got and it. it's easy to remember that. And like Lamar Jackson, I think, actually had some of this when he was coming out. Because he kind of he's like a straight line thrower, has a pretty big yep. arm. So when he missed, it was like, Jesus, man, like what are you doing? Right. But generally he was an accurate passer. It's just that those blaring misses really, really stick with you. Whereas guys who tend to have like weaker arms but aren't actually as accurate, like in the charting, you don't remember them as being that inaccurate because it just like the, when they miss, it doesn't really look that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Yeah. It's I like think a that's weird the mind trick. That is such an interesting way to put it, man. And, and something I've never heard really. So I think that's a, you remember the bit cause yeah, you remember the big misses because they just look so freakishly wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, there's uh, no way that's an NFL player. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I got you, man. That's good stuff. Hey, listen, um, can you li- let the folks in on, uh, on your schedule a little bit? How far along are we, uh, how far away are we from getting some NFL data, uh, to the reception perception site? I'm thinking in the next couple of weeks here, I'm actually, we so we're obviously doing this in, you know, uh, tiers or, or groups or, or however you want to do it. Um, but I've gotten through, I'm almost done with my seventh quarterback, which will be Trevor Lawrence. And that will kind of be the group, basically Trevor Lawrence up to the rest of the elite guys is kind of where I, where I started with this. So I'll have those guys done 
in terms of charting, I'll have them done today or tomorrow. Uh, you know, well, I guess it depends on when this, this podcast actually comes out, but this week. <laughs> yes. And then I'll compile all that data. And then probably the week after that, we'll, we'll be ready to get some profiles up and have some Let's data go. ready. And it'll be the first, you know, dive into some stuff. And then, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, what the, see what the data says. I love it, man. All right. Derek Klassen. Uh, making his first appearance on the Reception Perception podcast, but certainly will not be his last. Uh, you will find his work on the website, receptionperception.com. Uh, be sure to follow uh, Derek Klassen on Twitter, QB Class with a K, K-L-A-S-S. I think that's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, there you go. Uh, QB Class on Twitter. Be sure to follow him there. Um, and again, if you if, if it's the first time uh, that you've run to our podcast, we appreciate you listening, man, but we would very much appreciate a a subscription and a rating on wherever you get your podcast but of course go to the website receptionperception.com for Derek Klassen I am James Go we'll see you